Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen media empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of The Asian. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, page the screen.com up in my bundle, please. Yeah, that's my motorcycle running and tracking over my fucking sneakers, genius, with Dom, Dean Peter, and Chris. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From, from Ace to Screen. Good afternoon, Hello? evening, morning, etc. Don't even know what day yep. of the week it is. I've no clue. Good night. <laughs> yes, exactly. And thanks for listening to the show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode 606, so in 60 episodes we need to do something satanic. I don't know what. But something. So just just get your uh, thinking gear on in, in 50 weeks. So like this time next April or something. We'll be watching <laughs> The Exorcist again. We will be. I, did, I was uh, guest hosting on a podcast last night talking about The Exorcist. It was fun. Ah. It was set out to be one hour long, this podcast. And two hours and 15 minutes later, we finished. Mm-hmm. Which was good, actually. I enjoyed it. But I kind of felt bad because normally their shows are an hour. And then I show up. And it was two hours and 14 minutes. <laughs> but I don't care. I had fun. So yeah, it was enough. all right. We did a double bill. We talked about Frankenstein, a 1931 film that we watched on that watch three, mm-hmm. two years ago, whatever. And uh, went straight into The Exorcist. So great. Thank you to Jake and Eric. It was fun. How the heck are you? I've not spoke to you in a few days, Rob. I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm I'm still bundled up like an Eskimo. I was going to ask, how's Boilergate going on? Is Boiler still dead by the sound of it? Boiler's still dead, um, but but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we've been given a date for for installation of new boiler. Um, the unfortunate thing is that it's two weeks away. Oh God! So. How long's your boiler been down? It must be two weeks at least, or nearly. Yeah, it, nearly. So it's been a couple of weeks already. So, so I, I, I had to chuckle to myself just to warm because, yourself up. Is that why you chuckle? Because well, yeah. laughing does make it warm you up a bit. <laughs> but there was um, a national news article went out in the UK um, just the other week, and uh, the headline caught my eye because it was something like um, how uh, this this mother with a family. Um, was furious at the local council because her council house boiler had broken and she had been three days without heat 
no, sorry, without hot water. Yeah. It, they, she still had heat. It was just the hot water that's gone. Well, we've, we've got no heat and no hot water. No. But I'm not <laughs> complaining at anybody, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, you know, um, two weeks' time, I'm going to have a boiler. It's going to be course. great. Um, and until then, I'm going to put up with it. I'm certainly not going to go to the press and say oh, you want to listen to my story no, you should st- boiler for four weeks start, you should have started a podcast up <laughs> and had done like a daily episode thing about uh-huh. bo- boiler gate or whatever it'd be, a cha- it'd be a change from party gate wouldn't it which well yeah uh, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure my boiler's going to be down as many times as Boris has had parties though I don't think that's possible, is it? You'd have to no. be up to about 17, I think, now, wouldn't you? It's uh, it's kind of insane. But Well, that's just the ones that have come out, though, isn't it? It was another two today, wasn't it? It's just like, <laughs> it baffles me. That's why I love movies, because I'm going, you know what? The real world sucks. I'm just going to go yeah. watch the never-ending story or whatever it is. Exactly. Again. So, uh, yeah, what have you been up Other than Boiler Gate, what have you been up to? Um... I've been doing some more work on the uh, the Sci-Fi News website, which is nice. uh, exciting and uh, and fun. Yeah. Um, I decided to have a movie day on Monday, so I actually like kind of um, kind of the whole day kind of blew through about five movies. Oh, were these um, on the projector? Or was it were these on a television or uh, these were the television? Yeah, um, but. I thoroughly enjoyed it actually. I love um, doing that. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's just the right time for it, and you know it was just uh, kind of lose my day to movies and another world, but it was lovely. What the, the I used to do that all. I remember once I went to the video store, and I'm not even kidding. I went and I rented eight films <laughs> and watched them all. And took them all back the following day. Eight films. So when I was renting them, you could see the assistant behind the counter going, "You're never going to bring these back, are you?" <laughs> we, we know, we know you're kind. But no, I did. I watched them all and took them back. But nowadays, I can't watch more than I think probably three's my maximum. So I'd watch one early afternoon, one around tea time, and then one sort of latest evening. But my attention span just—I think there's just too much other crap going on. Go, oh, yeah. I, need, I need to do this, or I need to do that, or or I need to check my emails in case something vitally, you know, earth-shattering has come through to me, which rarely it does. But you never know; it is possible. So I don't know. I'd, I'd love to just try and get into that. And this is leads me into the one of the questions that I had before we get onto what films you watched on your marathon thing, um, and did you do it alone? So get ready for those answers. But how how do you relax mentally? I'm guessing sit down and watch five movies in a day would probably be one of the answers, but... Uh, I'm I'm actually going to have to correct myself there. Um, believe it or not, it was seven movies in a day. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've just had a look at my list. So what time did you start? Must have I've been pretty no early. Idea. Yeah, was... Are you were talking like 10 in the morning, 9 in the morning, or are we talking like 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Um, I think it was roughly around about 11. That's not bad. And was it just you that watched all of these movies, or did people dip in and dip out? Uh, no, it was just me. <laughs> nice. I want to do that. I just It, doesn't it was kind of movies that other people wouldn't really have been in, interested in, except for uh, probably one, okay. um, which was a comedy movie. So uh, then... You know, that is a, a favourite genre around here. I haven't seen a decent comedy for ages. <laughs> so I may take that recommendation. But yeah, how does Rob relax 
mentally. Physically, it's quite easy, isn't it? Because you just sort yeah. of just don't move and don't do anything and let the dishes pile up. That's what I do. But well, I th- mentally, how do you do it? Uh, well, for one, um, you know, talked last week about going out and getting kind of fresh air and, and being one with nature, hugging a tree and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Didn't manage to do it because the weather was terrible. Oh. However, it is planned for tomorrow. And even if the weather is bad, we're going out anyway. Um, Addy's got new wellies. Me and Nicole have already got wellies. Um, you know, we've got waterproofs, thick coats, hats, everything we may need. Nice. So uh, I, I am going to hug a tree. It's on my list. Um, but also... It, Kind of in the the last week since we last spoke, um, because I was trying to find somewhere to go, I started looking on um, the the Woodland Trusts website. Yeah, um, and the um, they'd got an article um, about um, foraging, which has always interested me. Okay. Um, I know when we first moved to North Wales, there was um, a local restaurant that was kind of um, selling, I think it was two or three hour excursions foraging and they take you to kind of local places and tell you what you can kind of pick and consume and what you shouldn't. Um, but um, I uh, I was reading this article and uh, on, on their website, they've got a really handy kind of find your local woodlands so you put in your postcode you get a google map with all these um pinpoints of everywhere you can go and the the amount of places around here that i just didn't know i could just go and wander around in the woods um but they also tell you what to look out for while you're there including what stuff you can forage and you are allowed to to forage on there as long as it's for personal consumption rather than commercial and as long as you don't take more than than you need and and various other things like making sure that you leave plenty for wildlife and all that kind of good stuff yeah so i'm really excited because tomorrow i'm going to a wood where i can forage um wild garlic wow and what so what are you going to do if you find like a load of wild garlic what are you mm-hmm. going to do with it well um there was um a great recipe on uh, the national trust website uh, with wild garlic which was a cheese and wild garlic scone recipe okay so i've got the ingredients for that other than the wild garlic um and also um we want to make uh we're going to make some homemade bread, but turn it into uh, wild garlic bread. So, uh, you know, just a simple kind of paste made with butter and wild garlic and um, yeah, yeah, your typical bread. So there's no vampires coming through your door anytime soon, is there? No, nobody, I think. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, the, the house will smell. But, but lucky for us, since the the pandemic begun no one's been in anyway except for for the person to look at the boiler <laughs> so what else uh what else what does everybody else think of this this foraging uh this, this oh, newfound the, foraging they love it adventure? um addy's got really excited about it which is great yeah um you know and i have to kind of take my hat off to again to the uh the woodland trust website because 
they they literally have um, twelve articles, January, February, March, all the way through to December, and you you click on your month and it tells you kind of what season and what is available to forage and the amount of stuff in there that I just didn't even know you could eat. You know, I'm, I'm not a gardener, you know, I've uh, dabbled once or twice, you know what I mean? I've grown tomatoes, potatoes, uh, carrots, that kind of thing. But, you know, as for pointing out um, kind of a plant and being able to tell you what it was, no idea. Um, but yeah, the, you know, um, all kinds of things that um kind of just wouldn't expect to be able to eat you know that you go on there and it's like this tree in um march you can go and literally pick clusters of leaves off it and eat them straight from the tree wow and it tells you kind of what they taste like but but also what they're good at making you know there's so much uh information but yeah addy's really excited so um i think uh We'll uh, really enjoy kind of collecting our garlic and then coming back and uh, making something with it. You're uh, you're just going out to get warm, really, aren't you? Well, there there is that as well. You know, you can step out of this house and it is warmer out there most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, for me, the thought of that at the moment is fantastic. Can't wait for tomorrow. You know, whether or not there's like a, a monsoon and they come back and go, oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> you know, we get to be seen. But at the moment, things are looking good. So that's that's one way. Just getting out in nature. That was something that we always used to do before the pandemic. You know, we luckily we live in North Wales. So there's lots of kind of um, green spaces to kind of explore and enjoy. So we go off to castles. We go off to gardens, um, beaches, you know, from kind of here to probably an hour away, you know, Anglesey, Bangor, um, you know, all these kind of places that have got so much you can discover uh, when it comes to nature. And we just really enjoy kind of being out and, uh, and walking and just, exploring the the land as it were um so that for me is is one thing um you know just it, again vegging out in front of a tv that can uh, you know just help um clear the mind and uh depending on what you watch which is probably why i watch so much big bang which uh again yeah. i uh, have completed for a further time uh yesterday i have just finished season one and i think i'm one episode into season two of young sheldon <laughs> Fantastic! So very funny um other than that i think um when i'm working on on my websites you know the, the things that i enjoy which you know and we touched about um, on the last episode, yeah. you know, when, when you're just kind of immersed in what you really love doing, whether that's um, talking to to uh, some um, movie celebrity or uh, kind of reviewing a film that you've wanted to see for ages or just writing a, an article or cleaning up your own website, whatever it may be, you know, something that, you, you know, that you've got a passion for and like again we've said wish we could get kind of paid for and make a living <laughs> just doing that rather than having to have the day job yep oh i wish no you wish too <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because i was trying to think of it it's like the, the things that make me relax obviously movies but generally not new movies i mm -hmm. find nostalgic movies 
yeah. work so much better. So, you know, put the black hole or Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, which I'm sure we'll get another mention at some point mm-hmm. in this podcast, maybe. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but just stuff like that works. Uh, music. Yeah. Music helps. Uh, but yeah, music for me plays a big part, especially um, it, it must really work actually for de-stressing because the amount of music I listen to whilst I'm at my day job yeah. um, kind of eclipses anything for for the rest of the week. Yeah, I could not do my night job without music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iPod is the first thing that I make sure is charged up, is on my desk before anything else, before any of the work <laughs> tools. It's like, what am I going to put on my iPod so much so that we did the office night which was just a big fat old waste of space um, and the day before we went into the office I'm like right what music am I taking in and I made sure I had a 12 and a half hour playlist so you still there Rob or have you disappeared oh I'm here oh I thought you'd muted yourself hadn't you I had sorry I, had. I, I needed a gulp of water oh it's okay just just do what I do just gulp water on the podcast it's <laughs> fine you want to eat a bag of crisps you go for it don't let me stop you it's fine but no I, I have to have music yeah um, but yeah we, we've got another two office days scheduled for February Ugh. the uh, 15th and the 24th I believe which is just the, the 15th is the third shift so I'm going to do two shifts at home, and then the third shift in the office, and then the fourth shift at home. Uh. We, no, we went in on this uh, the one last week, and it was the first shift. Mm-hmm. So what what is the one thing, right? Here's the thought. So imagine you're in the office. You've probably got 12, 13 people on, on your team. Yep. Your team leader's going to be in there, and you've not been into the office for months. Mm-hmm. What, what is the one thing that you would you would suggest that everybody does? Um, if it was uh, kind of the the time that we're living right now, um, don't talk to me, leave me alone, and uh, <laughs> that's get kind on of, with whatever you're doing. That's kind of what happened. <laughs> so we got in. It was eight o'clock. I I set off at half six because I had to get a, a, a taxi in because I had to take an ex computer back in because she's left. So it's like right, well I'm not carrying out on a bus. Yeah. So Annette got me a taxi and got in, and, and so I got into the office about seven o'clock sat down, had a quick chat with a couple of people from other teams who were sat there and then my team got in and we all put our headsets on and that was it, we just all typed and then there was limited <laughs> amount of work to do because it's the quiet time of the year for the place and people were going home at one o'clock it's like wow. what was the point in going into the office when there was and I'm not even kidding, there was me and two others left after two o'clock because mm. I, I, I couldn't because there was no way for me to get a bus home at that time because of the location of the yeah. office. And it was just like, what is the point? I have to say that is one of my big kind of pet peeves when it comes to working somewhere because you'll have a boss. And, you know, for me, when it's happened, primarily it's before Christmas. Uh, your boss will come in and you'll go, got great news for everybody. Okay, what's the news? Well, tomorrow I just thought... We'd all come in in the morning, you know, just sit around, have a bit of a chat uh, before Christmas, kind of not really do much, and then go home. And <laughs> and you go in, and literally, you know, you're there for nine, and by half past ten, everybody's going by and going home. Yeah. Which which is good in some respects because obviously your day is shorter. But for those people who've got to catch a taxi in, got to catch a bus and pay for those journeys, yep. 
to actually go in for a shorter period of time is is awful. Yep, it was horrible. And then what it did is, obviously, because I had a longer day by by about three and a half hours because of the travel time, mm-hmm. I then had to play catch up on shift two, three, and four. I was wiped out. I was absolutely exhausted on shift two, and I had like you know mm-hmm. two more to go. And then so we got the emails and oh, we scheduled them for February. And I'm thinking I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to say anything. I stuck to my guns. I went in once work started, pretty much ignored everybody um, and just, you know, me. But it just reminds me why I really don't like being in the office. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a waste of time. I got to give Abel, but, his, I got to give Abel his very cool signed present. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Uh, but then Abel left at one o'clock. So I'm like, bye, Abel. To be fair, I'd have left <laughs> at one o'clock if I could have got home. But, you know, yeah, I'm only jealous. I think, um, again, like you say, you know the the purpose that kind of a boss um, arranges this. Let's 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 go in for a day because yeah. um, nobody's seen each other for a few months or or longer, and um, it'll be nice. Well, if you get there and nobody does that anyway, yeah. what was the point? And then what is the point in scheduling some more? I would have had like some sort of team meeting, some yeah. sort of fun and get, especially because work was quiet. If it was mentally busy, I understand it. It's like, fine, whatever. But it was dead. So it's and like, you know use the time. If it was your team leader and all that was happening, um, not that I personally then, if I was you, would accept, but no. um, I I would have bought, like, bickies for everybody and, yeah. like, you know, just made a bit of a fuss about it because, like you say, what's the point otherwise? There was no point. There was no point at all. So it'll and there'll be no point on the fifteenth or the twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, it reminds me to just try and get the hell out of there. <laughs> I'm still struggling to do the what's next yeah. type. That is that's and you must be in a similar position to a certain extent as well. We like right, okay. I want to get rid of that, but what do I replace it with? Ah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but I'll get there at some some point. Yeah, I always get stuck in that kind of. Um, my mind says, yeah, better the devil you know, um, yep. which, is, which is a terrible one. That's what, how I've always been kind of throughout my working career. So, um, you know, even when there's kind of an opportunity, my mind's going, but what if it doesn't pan out? What if it only lasts a week and then you quit this job? Right. What, the, the, my logic for that would be, what if it doesn't pan out? What if you end up really not liking your job? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you're in now. Yeah. But what happens if you do something and it's great? Mm-hmm. You know, so there is a possibility. True. To me, it's always about the finances. And yeah. In- Initially, it's about, do I get more money to do this thing? Right. Well, you know, even if it's a terrible job, I, I hate the one that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I've nothing to lose on that. that would, the worst that could happen is it'd be equal. I'd, yeah. I'd hate them both. So there's got to be at least some sort of benefit. But it's tough. It is not easy at all. So I was on the podcast last night and uh, Jake said, oh, so what are you working on at the minute? And I'm thinking, nothing. <laughs> and that was part <laughs> of my problem. I was not working on anything. You know, filming's sort of dead in the ground at the minute. The podcast is fine, but that's not like work. It's just like put a headset on and have a conversation with my friends. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the website's fine. But other than that, I'm just I'm, I'm working on trying not to feel exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. That was my homework. 
because yeah. it's like I I went to bed last night. I mean, bearing in mind I finished at seven o'clock yesterday morning, so maybe this is something to do with it. But I went to bed at um, I think I had an hour's sleep yesterday morning. Not even kidding, I had one hour's sleep because Annette was getting a booster done yesterday in the ne- uh-huh. in the nearby town. So I said, I'll go with you. No, you don't have to mm. sleep. I'm like, no, it's fine. Because if you come out, you start feeling like crap, then you're better off yeah. having somebody there. So we went into town and then came back via McDonald's, which was nice. That's the real reason I went, of course, wasn't it? McDonald's. <laughs> and then she got home and she's no real symptoms. Sore arm, a little bit of a mm-hmm. sore neck, but the flu symptoms haven't hit her. So yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went to bed at midnight and I got up at half 11 this morning. So yeah. 11 and a half hours, and I'm still tired now. It's like, what the is going on? Mm-hmm. Absolute madness. I'm sure it's a mental thing. Yeah, um, um, I can't really comment because because uh, because I suffer from ME. Yeah. <laughs> I have been used for many years of my life to waking up tired, however long I've slept. Even if I've done that thing where you kind of fall asleep in the day and then you get up for a few hours and you go to bed back at your normal time and you sleep through, yeah. and I wake up and it's like, and what, I'm still tired? I think for me it's because I'm not busy. Yeah. Because it's like... That's sad to it. Because it's a case, of, and that's why I, I don't like sitting down doing nothing. Because when I'm sitting down doing nothing, that's when I dwell on the fact that I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Because I, and I know that's for a fact. Because when I go into work, I'm not like, oh, I'm so tired and I want to be at work. I want to go home. I'm just like, I'm at work. It's two, three, four o'clock in the morning or whatever. I'm typing away. Customers are mental. Blah 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 blah. And then I come home. It's when I'm sitting down watching TV or something. It, yeah, that's when I'm like, oh, by the way. You're exhausted. It's like, shut up. I'm trying to watch a film. You're tired. And it's not necessarily, I want to go to sleep tired. It's just like, yeah, your body, you know, needs recharging. You, you mm-hmm. need to plug yourself in because your, yep. your battery's as flat as a pancake. <laughs> but um, but you, I can't really get away with just like doing housework 24 hours a day. Yeah. Because Annette would throw something at me and tell me to sit down. <laughs> So what have you watched then on this uh, this movie day of yours? What have you gone through? Right. If we're going for the movie day, we then are. I started with Monster Hunter. Yeah, I saw that. I watched that in Mexico. So that's another yeah. one we've got in common. So, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was one of those kind of, for me, kind of better than average, um, but not great. But, um, you know, it kind of served... Uh, a purpose yeah um kind of for me the the kind of monster hunter is like that kind of link to king kong i can imagine him being in the same universe or godzilla yeah so um and i've always liked those movies so you know it's got an edge because of that you know i love things like pacific rim and that kind of stuff yeah um you know I didn't think it was as good as those movies, but I still enjoyed it. I thought, because I like the Resident Evil movies. Mm-hmm. They're fine. I, you know, I've not played the game Monster Hunter, but you know, no, me either. let's face it, how complicated is it going to be with a name like Monster Hunter? So I, <laughs> I knew kind of what to expect, but it was just, it was a stupid film. It was fun to watch. And you just watch like Mila Jovovich just beating animals up again, which yep. is fine. I enjoyed it. And I didn't. She's like, this is shit. So she bailed out. But I carried on watching it and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to rush out and buy it. No. 
I'm not like, ooh, I hope they do it. Oh, to be fair, I do hope they do a second one because it sort of left itself open a little bit for a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> it, it? it's one of those films you can just put on, veg out, yeah, and kind of not think of anything. And that's that's exactly the sort of films that we need. Yeah. If we're talking about mentally relaxing, it's like, well, oh, yeah. that's kind of the film you want, really. Just watch, you know, guns and stuff. But I, I enjoyed it. It was. Yeah. It killed the time. Exactly. And a few monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after that, I moved on to uh, Ride Along 2. Um, yeah. I'd seen the first one, but never seen the second one, so it popped up on Sky Cinema, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch it. Uh, I like a bit of comedy. Yeah. Again, very much like Monster Hunter, it was kind of a, a put-on, have a chuckle here and there, and, um, you know, I, again, I'm not going to rush out and buy it. No. Um, but, again, it served its purpose. It did. Yeah. I enjoy, I've I I like Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Ride Along films because I've not managed to track down the first one. So yeah. because I've not watched the first one, I'm not going to jump in and watch the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, um, I moved over to Amazon and uh, I found a movie called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, I love this movie. I hope you did too. But I, yeah, this is. Um, one of uh, the two highest rated on out of the the seven movies I watched in the day. Um, I thought it was fantastic. You know, especially seeing as it involves an asteroid hurtling towards Earth. This is Steve Carell, isn't it? That one, uh, the guy at the guy at the office and the forty year old virgin. Yes. Um, and yeah, you know. This whole thing about, you know, asteroid on the way to Earth, we're all going to die in a month. Yeah. You know, I have to admit, watching the movie, I thought the human race in that movie was uh, overestimated. I don't think people would stay in their jobs as long as they did. No, I wouldn't. No, not at all. I've been gone now. What, it's... It's on the way. Okay, fine. I'm not going in. Yep. To be fair, if a, if a hashtag came up and it was going to happen, I'd carry on podcasting and I'd finish yeah. the episode and stuff. But um, whilst I'm chatting to you, I'd be doing a resignation email huh. right now. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, but it, you know, it's all it, the the whole movie's about kind of connections and relationships rather than you know disasters and apocalypse um and i loved it yeah. i thought it was great it's it's a completely different take on, on what you would usually expect from a movie that involves an asteroid hurtling towards earth i remember watching it and i think i saw who the cast was i'm like yeah i'll give it a go i'll just put it on it'll kill an hour and a half and then I remember being really blown away with that film, and it's like, this is really, this is one of those gems. Yeah. Where you just go, oh, have you not seen this? Watch it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely good. So this is, I think this is on Netflix, isn't it? Amazon. It's Amazon, right. Yep. Yep. Um, so after that movie, I uh, had, I think, just had a text from you, and you'd mentioned on Amazon as well, my son. Yes. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Yep. And this, along with Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, 
takes my top spot for really? uh, yeah i i really enjoyed it see i liked it i thought it was very mm-hmm. by the end of it i'm like yep it's a good film really liked it but to me it felt like it was one of those four episode miniseries you know that mm-hmm. itv and bbc do but it had yeah. part two and three were missing <laughs> because it's like the first half of the film's like right we have a problem and basically james mcavoy plays uh, this guy uh claire Flo- claire foy plays the mom and their child goes missing so that's like the picture of the film so mcavoy shows up and he's like right what's going on and for a minute i thought he was a police officer because he was just wandering around showing ids and stuff and i'm like no i guess he's not but uh, but it goes from that side of things going right what happened to mm-hmm. something that, that a liam neeson film might you know feature mm-hmm. <laughs> in that house <laughs> You're like, yeah. where's the middle bit? It just felt no, there was nothing wrong with it. I didn't go, oh my god, this is a bit jumpy. But after, but looking back on it, it was like, you know, was this a four part series and they just got rid of episode two and three <laughs> and went from the problem set up to the conclusion? But I, I enjoyed it. I think McAvoy's yeah. brilliant anyway. The these um, films like this now, now I have a kid, I, I watch completely differently. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I start watching. I'm like, oh, okay, right. How would I handle this? Right, that's what he's. Yeah, I'd do that. Get a crowbar. <laughs> oh, yeah. blowtorch. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of watch it different. You know, I, I watch it and go, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Great. Yep, yeah, do that. Great. <laughs> yeah, but then you watch it, and there's a few instances of it in in the film where McAvoy just goes off on one and it, the person's mm-hmm. innocent. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, the, the the boyfriend or whatever, he's like, thump, oh, thump, thump, thump. Uh, oh, no, it I'm turns sorry. out he didn't do He was a bit of a uh, cock. Yeah, I'm sorry. I watched that boyfriend and I was totally there with uh, um, with McAvoy going, really? yeah, go, go. You, you would have it. actually hammered him and got arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he didn't do anything. I'm sorry. To me, he was guilty. I, I, I still <laughs> reckon he was behind the scenes pulling some uh, You reckon? That we we just that was episode five that that was up. episode five. <laughs> episode five. I also wanted to to uh, explain why London had taken over the whole investigation and the Scottish police had been kicked out. It's like that, never that really did odd. never really did resolve that part, did it? So I yeah. really do suspect this was probably some part of a series that they just thought, no, we need to put it on as a film or whatever. But yeah, they went. This is uh, my uh, twelve episode. Um, pitch for for a new uh, amazon tv series <laughs> please explain oh, well well, well, well now we, we 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 don't want a 12-part tv series but we've got an opening for a movie can you yeah. cut it down for to a couple of hours okay of course but no i enjoyed it it was just like i'm gonna it just felt like if i fell asleep and missed about an hour because i've missed i seem to have missed because literally it all sprung to uh oh look at this land rover Oh, hang on a minute. This is in two photos. Well, it's in a parking thing. It's in a campsite. So maybe, maybe that might happen. And then it jumps to, I know where they are. And, and then obviously found out that there were dodgy people there and stuff. But it was good. I enjoyed it. I liked the fact it was an hour and 35 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is really appealing to me. These films of this length. I quite like those lately because you yeah. can watch lots of them. But that was good. Like, I enjoyed it, it. It just appeals to me because... As a parent, I watched the movie. Everything in my mind played out correctly. You know what I mean? I was happy with the film. Good. Yep. You're like, yep. I do all of that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I do. I do well, most of it. I think. 
Yeah, the 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 only extra I could add to that was maybe if uh, we gave him a you know a chainsaw, some pliers, and various other. No, tools. but he got to jail for that. In fact, he did anyway, didn't he? Or did yeah. he? Spoiler. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's not you know. I think you can get away with spoiling anything as long as it's not a Marvel movie, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, or something like that. Yeah. Or- so if you listen listening to this podcast, if you don't want a spoiler for my son don't listen to about a minute ago yeah don't listen to all the stuff that we've just said yeah because we may re- no it's i think it's still a good film even if we've just told you bits and pieces yeah so it's so fine. Uh, you know for me like i said i really enjoyed it, it was you know along with seeking a friend for the end of the world they were two yeah. my two top films so what else have you watched them Right, the next one after My Son was another Amazon film that I'd seen kind of on the list. It had been kind of tempting me for for probably a good three or four weeks. Um, so I finally bit the bullet seeing as I was just trying to find things to watch, and it's called Shadow in the Cloud. Okay. So the, the, the basic um, kind of story given to you by the little blurb on Amazon is like uh, female World War II pilot, um, has got to get top secret documents um, kind of across the sea on this B-17. Yeah. Um, but there's an evil presence she encounters on the flight. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, ooh, maybe this is like a bit supernatural, you know, uh, something that I've never really seen mixed with World War Two before. It's intriguing. So, so I f- you know, I, f- I finally bit the bullet and watched it. And um, sadly, it was the worst film I watched of the day. Um, the to me, this was far worse than my son for for missing episodes in the middle, the end, the the beginning. Um, there just wasn't enough information there. It's like, okay, there is a supernatural kind of evil on the flight. Yeah, it doesn't tell you how it got there. It, you know, in this world of World War Two, where everything is normal, yeah, where did this thing come from? Does it explain what it is? It a ghost? Is it a doubt? Is it a demon? Is it an alien? Do we find out? Um, you find out because you see it. All oh, right, okay. And how are the uh, creature um, effects or whatever the effects are? The, the creature effects are fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it, visually, it's a pleasing movie. It it just leaves you scratching your head, going. But I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, you know, and and again, it, you know, if it was, um, I don't know, the um, the Holy Grail from Indiana Jones that was being transported, yeah, on this plane, I could understand why, um, you know, a supernatural force maybe has a bit of interest in it, but a few top secret documents. Okay. Again, doesn't make much sense. <laughs> you know, I could understand um, the Germans being in, interested in uh, in the plane. Yep, but but not a supernatural force. So yeah, it it just it just didn't flow as a movie. I just like I just didn't understand it. It was like somebody get said, you know what? And and this would be me. Um, uh, well, I really love uh, World War Two movies, and you know what? I really love like kind of supernatural stuff as well. I know, I just stick them together, but I won't really think about how I'm going to do it. I just throw them in there. Yeah, 
it, we, it's it's as if you were watching like um i don't know saving private ryan and then you know um some big marvel villain pops up halfway through you know they deal with the problem but they never explain why the problem happened or or anything it it was just bizarre i mean that's fine if you know that there's a marvel villain going to pop up and start shooting at tom hanks or whatever Mm-hmm. But I think if you go in expecting Saving Private Ryan and then this weird creature just pops up, that can be quite yeah. jarring. I think that's the downside with a lot of the streaming stuff is you look at the picture and you go, I mean, you, not like you, you know, we do it in general. You look at the picture and you're like, oh, that looks good. I'll press play. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it pays to do a little bit of research and go, right, what sort of film is this? <laughs> Otherwise, you can be in for a bit of a shock. I often put a film on and then go, I'm not in the mood for this and then just get rid of it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a terrible film. It just means I'm not in the mood mm-hmm. for some black and white subtitled film from Luxembourg or yeah. whatever. And I have to say, I think Amazon is one of the better streaming platforms for being able to tell. Yeah. Because 90% of the time, they have a trailer. And if I'm not sure, I will put on the trailer. I, I try and watch a trailer for as little time as possible so if the trailer's a minute long if i get 20 seconds through and i'm like yeah it looks good i'll stop the trailer and then go into film the film i won't watch the whole trailer if i don't need to um whereas most of the other streaming platforms netflix is terrible you never get a trailer um half the time on netflix uh, do you know what one thing that really bugs me about netflix and i don't think amazon does it but if you if you hover over something you go oh i'm just oh, gonna it starts playing it starts playing it's like no you've just i don't want to watch that yeah, i want to read what you're saying yeah, on the screen i'm just yeah. looking at the pollster and seeing who's in it and for fuck's sake it's, that's very annoying <laughs> with netflix and then they're like ha ah, counts yeah. as a viewing nah, 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 yeah. Nah. yeah horrible gits <laughs> So uh, so after Shadow in the Clouds, um, then I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch this next movie because I know Stuart went through a phase of watching these movies. So I'm going to see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> so this was um, Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Oh, Blumhouse. I love Blumhouse. Mm. Yeah. So, have you have you seen Fantasy Island? I, ha- I have. I've saw, I saw the original yep. series way back when, and then, oh, we're redoing <laughs> it. I'm like, oh, this will be cool. It's Blumhouse. We'll watch it. It's very different from the TV series, I'll give you that. But, I, <laughs> yeah, what did you think? Oh. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, you know, um, you know, anything, as you'll know if you listen to this podcast you know a lot i i I get sentimental you know what i mean if if i've started watching the walking dead and the walking dead comes out with several different spin-offs i'll watch those two even if they're terrible i'll 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 get through them um because you know i'm loyal so if i see somebody from a show like the walking dead in uh fantasy island which i did um then I get really excited and it makes it better for me. So, um, you know, so little things like that even add to it for me. Um, but I like the idea of it. You yeah. know, the, the story was good and, you know, for me, quite original. Um, and yeah, I just, I just enjoyed what was, what was going on and happening. Um, it was, uh, it was an enjoyable film. I thought it was great. They are doing a TV series of, the rebooted fantasy island as well that's in development oh. i don't know if it's a sequel to the film you've just watched or whether it's somebody 
running with it or or not, but that is coming out at some mm-hmm. point. So, Great. So so far, it's a thumbs up for Blumhouse, is it? You've yeah. Pro- you've probably seen more Blumhouse films than you realise. Maybe, mm, maybe. I suspect. Uh, and then the last one I watched uh, on Monday was another Amazon film called The Selling. Um, so this is about, um, a real estate agent who, um, kind of, uh, needs to make some money quickly. So kind of buys a house cheaply from another real estate agent, hoping to flip it to turn a profit. Little does he know that kind of the house he's trying to flip is haunted right um you know lots of fun it reminds me very much um of uh santa clarita diet yeah um you know it's got that feel to it you know and obviously in that they were real estate agents as well which helps um but just kind of like the supernatural elements they although they're there there's an element of comedy to it yeah um so yeah i enjoyed that Good, good. So, how how do you feel about? I mean, that's that's a crazy mix of films that you've watched. It is. Is it easy to go from like one genre to the next when you're watching them in in sh- such short succession? Or yeah, for me, it, it's easy. It's it's one after the other. You know, they, they're all kind of films that appeal to me, um, and that that was good enough. So, do you think you do it again? This this massive movie marathon. I really need to start doing stuff like that. Possibly, yeah. It's. It, I think the biggest thing is finding the movies to watch. Yeah. Which is when you know when you text me, um, and uh, I was watching Seeking a Friend at the End of the World, and you mentioned my son. I was like, "What's that one then?" So at the end of it, I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah, fair enough. I'll give that one a go." So I clicked on that because I was just hovering around. I, my go-to streamer is now Amazon. So I, let's see what new yeah. ones. And then if there's nothing on there, then I'll go to like Netflix or Shudder or something or Disney. But well, to, be, to be fair, it's not really that much new content dropping onto Disney. No. So it's like me. Um, you know, when, when you look at th- those seven films, four of them were from Amazon, two were from Sky Cinema, and the last one was from Netflix. See, I'm just looking at mine now. Because I have got, I've got another film that I've not added yet. So I've seen sixteen films this year. Uh, one, two, three, four, five of five are Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two are from Prime, and so far none from Netflix. Ooh. So because I always have like the film, the year it came out, the month I watched it, and the platform that I watch it on as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I realize, you know, if I get to the end of the year and I've not watched anything on Netflix, well, guess which streamer I'm going to dump. <laughs> it's clear, yeah. clearly Netflix. Um, but yeah, so how many films are you on for the year then? You'll be thrashing me because you watch oh. seven in a day. Uh, give me a second. Just like talk amongst yourself. Talk amongst myself, I shall. I think we're both just sat here just drinking bottles of water, actually, because I've got one as well. <laughs> It can't take you that long to count them all up. If you're on it like, can. F- is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I can edit this silent bit out anyway, so it's fine. Thirty-two. That is insane. That's that's over one. At, well, it's probably nearly. Well, it's not, it's a little bit less than one a day, but not much. It's close, yeah. But not much. If you watch like another short film or something tonight. 
yeah. then then you've pretty much hit home. But that's good. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I wasn't trying to do that, but but that Monday of seven films really helped. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it did. But yeah, I'm just I'm trying not to uh, not to. I don't feel a need to watch as many as possible. Yeah. Because that's kind of easy to do, but it just takes me time away from everything. I'm just trying to have a year of relaxing. And so far, it's all right. It's hit and miss. You know, I'm getting more done this year than previ- than I did last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm just still too busy being exhausted and wiped out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, 32 films. That is not bad at all. So, Have you watched anything else this week other than your sort of day of film or you're all burned burned out after I've that one watched, day um, I've watched two more films okay what you got uh, I've got Return of the Jedi yes I went back on Disney Plus and I watched it yep um, and you know what I enjoyed the film yep but not as much as I used to that's because it's a different version that's why it, well it is a different version because yeah. yes there were scenes in there that I'd never seen before yeah um, but also when I compare Return of the Jedi to something in the Star Wars universe I'm really enjoying, such as The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, to me, are so much more in-depth, so much more well-written. And I, I, I think going back to Return of the Jedi, I saw the film and thought, you know what? It is more about kind of some action scenes, and they try and throw a few funny lines in there, and um, and I think they they always say that if you if you like Star Wars or if you like Star Trek, you you always go one way or the other. Oh, so, okay, I go both. I like both of them. I like both, yeah, yeah. but Star Trek for me, you know, is always kind of coming out on top, and it always has done. Yeah. Um. So. And and the reason I think I like Star Trek more is because it was more in-depth. It was more kind of, um, well, it made you think. Whereas, you know, I didn't think, I don't don't think um, the original Star Wars movies really had huge amounts of depth or anything like that. No, there's no massive character development. There's story arcs, which is different. Yeah. But there isn't any, you know, you watch a season of Next Gen or whatever, you know those characters like the back of your hand. You could probably, yeah. you know, know which drink they like to drink and what their hobbies are and stuff. But obviously <laughs> you've got... chilled. Yeah, exactly. Earl Grey, take, you know, Earl Grey, hot, Earl Grey, hot. There we go, I can't yes, speak. Exactly. Uh, somebody spiked my water. But obviously you've got 20-odd episodes per season on that, so yeah. maybe that. But, yeah, no, I know what you mean. But I like so, Star Trek and Star Wars. But then if you bring us up to up to date then i might be preferring mandalorian and book of boba fett yeah to kind of discovery yes well that's because discovery is not real star yeah. trek is it? and, and it's that's not the thing the star trek we know that book of boba fett for example is to me so faithful to the film yeah and kind of they do everything right on making sure that if they can, they tie it in and don't leave any loose ends. They don't change things. Like, I don't know if you've seen the latest episode. No, the one that dropped today, I have not yet seen, just out of time. Okay. So don't ruin that. Um, but, you know, you'll see what I mean, especially in this episode from today. Um, and, 
you know, th- there's something lovely about that, that they've taken the time and the people who are making it love the original so much that they want to kind of, if the alien looks like this, they want to keep it like that. And if it acts like that, it acts like that. And you know what? In the canteen series in Return of the Jet, the canteen Return of the Jedi, we saw that alien second from the back. So we want to bring him back and have him wander around for a bit. Yeah. You know, just all these kind of lovely things that the, the people who made these Star Wars series now are going through, whereas Star Trek just seems to go, you know what, let's just make it all up and just change whatever we want. Well, that's because Star Wars is currently being made by people who love Star Wars. Yeah, so, so Disney, please buy CBS Paramount. Or Paramount, just sort Star Trek out, <laughs> really. Yeah. But no, I haven't seen Jedi since Mandalorian and mm-hmm. obviously since Book of Boba Fett started, but I do love it. It's my favourite of the original trilogy films. Everybody, yeah, go, everybody goes too. Empire. Um, and I love them all, so that's mm-hmm. why all three of them will appear in my top 100 films, those original three. But mm-hmm. if I have to pick just one of them, it would be Jedi, because I think for me, Jedi has everything. Yeah, It has the big space battles. It's got the lightsaber fights, which it's got that... I still think that's my favourite lightsaber fight when uh, when Luke and Vader are squaring off. Uh, yep. I just don't like the new version. Mm. I have a uh, real hatred for the Lucas tinkering. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, when I saw kind of the the new scenes or kind of the, the CGI added to it and everything like that, yep. I just thought, you know what, I prefer the, the one I remember. Same, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I love... I love Endor as a planet as well. Um, that's a planet that I'd love to see uh, kind of brought back at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, I love watching, you know, your attestees walking around and then, you know, being, um, you know, impacted by logs on each side, swinging from the trees, you know, all that. It's, it's just a kind of a, a, a great film for, for so much. And does that scene where... Or does the scene not break your heart when an Ewok gets killed and the other one's like, oh. come on, come on, hurry up. Yeah. Oh, and then starts crying. There's no dialogue, but it makes it just breaks your heart watching that. It does. So much so I watch it often. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I love Jedi. Yeah. It's uh, a great film. But, you know, it, it confirmed um, my theory that Book of Boba Fett follows on perfectly um it, it really does you know the that you know i i purposely was was watching the film going right i want to see that robot that we see in book of boba fett i want to you know i want to look at the starlight pit again i want to you know i've got this like, kind of list of things i was going through going yep yeah, that's that that's that yep. yeah uh, you know and and everything about Book of Boba Fett, I don't know why people don't like it. You know, these Star Wars fans, I, I, th- I think they've done a great job. I think, uh, the thing with Boba Fett, I think people thought it was going to be one type of show mm-hmm. and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Well, are I, they expecting uh, Boba Fett to be going to bounty hunting and killing lots of people and they're, they're so. a bit disappointed that he just decided, you know what, I'm going to settle down here on uh, Tatooine yeah. and uh, yeah. But I saw somebody posting today, bearing in mind that uh, we've got two more episodes left, 
uh, did pause, and last week's was just the funniest episode ever, not because the episode was funny, just because it's like, ha-ha to all these Muppets that have just bailed out because <laughs> they don't like it. Yeah. I prefer The Mandalorian. Maybe should have stuck with the show then if that's what you want, because you've yep. been watching it, you just didn't realise you're watching it. And uh, somebody posted earlier on today, and they'd obviously seen today's episode so they didn't spoil it or give any details but Mm -hmm. they went oh i see disney have finally managed to fix the problem of boba fett and make the mandalorian fat they didn't fix it this whole thing would have been shot before the first episode was even on (laughs) so it's like disney didn't go oh shit people don't like these episodes quick let's bring the mandalorian into it that was always the case you see what's wrong with people and and this might explain uh, what i was talking about earlier Star Wars, you didn't have to think about it. You know, the the original movies, you know, like you said, you know, isn't big um, kind of story arcs or anything like that. There isn't loads of character development. You know, it's just kind of what you see is what you get. And now it's a bit more complex. Yeah. There's a bit more thought gone into it. And maybe, you know, people don't expect that. Possibly. But I love it. But I also think people forget that at the end of the day, Star Wars is a kid's show or a kid's films. And that's not mm-hmm. to insult it. It's like, you know, when it came out, when Star Wars came out and Empire came out and Jedi came out, there was, you know, minifigures and, and toys yeah. and board games and all this sort of stuff. They were designed for kids. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of these adults who watch the film when it came out, like me, get mad because it's like, no, that wouldn't happen. No, but it's still kind of aimed at the audience that you're not anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's an odd one. Yeah, I, you know, the the last two episodes of Book of Boba Fett, um, Addie's watched with me. Yeah. And she's really enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. Has she seen Mandalorian? She hasn't seen them all. Right. Um, she has seen um, probably the first five or six episodes. And again, she was enjoying those. But she saw she'd met Grogu. Yes. Brilliant. Because that's the key, isn't it? If Addie's like, I don't oh, like yeah. this, and you go, let me do- introduce you to Grogu. Oh, my God, this is the best show ever. <laughs> I am telling you now, if you could buy a Grogu, yep. and I mean a walking, talking, uh, real-life Grogu, yep. that would be kind of like, you know, ponies out of here. I want a Grogu. Yeah, I'm off. Let's just, you know, sign up to our Patreon. We need a Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But, yeah, I was planning on watching Boba Fett today, but I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to, a, to sandwich a, really a film good in. Episode. Good. And then the last one is next week, isn't it? Yeah. But then on Friday on Amazon Prime, the new Jack Reacher TV show starts. I'm very excited about that. Uh, We've got Walking Dead coming up. Walking Dead is coming up. We are getting Peaky Blinders back in the middle of March for another season of that. It's a great show. That'll be on like one of the BBCs. But you can watch mm-hmm. a bunch of those on Netflix if you've not seen that. Um, there is Pam and Tommy. On Disney Plus, I believe that's starting, so I'm going to check that out, see what all the fuss is about. So, a lot of the decent TVs now starting up again, so films will take a hit. So, mm-hmm. that's probably good that you've banked yourself 32 movies because uh, <laughs> TV may gobble it up. But they're starting to announce some of the casting for the Tales of the Walking Dead anthology series, aren't they? That is a new yeah. one, so yet another spin off of The Walking Dead just before they hammer that into the ground. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny. I, I was um, I got really excited. I was like, and I didn't know this. I I literally switched on um, Amazon Prime and saw kind of the thumbnail there for this um, Lord of the Rings spinoff. Yep. And I'm like, oh, this sounds good. You know, 
never heard of it. What is it? Click onto it, you know. Um, you know, released in September. I'm like, then yeah. what are you putting it on there for? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because they made this big thing. But do you know why they're putting it on there? Because they spent four hundred million dollars or something stupid for the to make Ouch. that show. That's insane. It might even be more than that. But they are going to be pimping that out like mad. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm excited about. I'll watch it, but I feel the same way towards that as I do towards the new The Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty good. But I'm not excited about it. I don't. I don't know. I'm more excited about Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm just like, I'm still depressed because Mission, Mission Impossible 7 has been put back a year. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. But Annette and I are going to the cinema. For the first time in like three years or two years. The last film we watched at cinema was 1917, the movie, not the year. So (laughs) that shows you how long ago. And we're going going to go to a stupidly quiet showing. Mm Because to be fair, when I tell you what the film is, I don't think you'll go, oh, that's going to be packed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to go on a, a Friday afternoon to watch Death on the Nile next week. Okay. So I can't see that being mobbed, can you? On a Friday afternoon, Death on the Nile. No, probably not. And I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask, when I go up for the tickets. I'm going to be like, "Is it busy?" And if they're like, "Oh yeah, there's only a few seats left," I'll be like, "When's the next screening then?" Because we're not. <laughs> you know, I figure, and it was like, "You're going to be all right going to the cinema." I'm like, "Well, I'm sure it'll be fine as long as it's quiet. I'll be fine." But to be fair, when when I'm being dragged into the works office, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that, but I've got to do it. Why not go to a quiet screening of a cinema? Yeah. film and watch that so to be fair um it did cross my mind the other day because um those in the uk might have read the the news stories where we've had like kind of a student be the only person on a british airways flight or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know flying across uh, the atlantic to uh, to america and i thought you know what i've had the experience similar to that only once in all my trips to america which um I think was the first time I ever went there. It was on the return journey and there was probably, I want to say six or seven people on the flight. Wow. So literally they said, sit where you want, kind of do what you want. And, um, you know how you get like kind of that huge kind of row of seats in the middle. And then you've got the, the aisles and then like a couple at the side. Yeah. I just was like, okay, I'll have this one in the middle. And that was my bed. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just lying down. Um, and I thought, you know what? That sounds really nice if uh, there isn't a lot of people on planes at the moment. Yeah. And I, I, I was just wondering to myself, what, you know, would I be able to, you know, um, you know, in the morning call up and go, you know, every morning, right, your, your plane that's leaving for America in, <laughs> you know, four hours. Is there anybody booked on it yet? Yeah, yeah, there is. Okay, uh, call you tomorrow. To me, I'd love to be able to phone up a cinema and go, right, what have you got around two o'clock that that is empty? Yeah, exactly. What film? What film is it, nobody bothered with? In fact, if there's any more than two people in it, I don't want to know. And you know they go, this, actually, this. I'm right, I'll be down in an hour. But I love it. Someone listening to this podcast right now is going to make a fortune with an app. Yeah. That does exactly this, you know what I mean? He goes, right, you know, I'm looking for a flight to America. Search. This one has nobody on it. Great. Book. Yep. (laughs) You know, same with cinemas, same with restaurants. What restaurants are empty near me now? Oh, that'd be bliss, wouldn't it? Yeah. No people up. That works. But yeah, so we're going to go down. I'm not booking tickets in advance. 
because uh, I know I net you know, like massive Agatha Christie fan, so it's like, mm-hmm. do you know what? Sod it, we'll go go out yeah. for the day and we'll watch it. So you know, hopefully nobody else is going to watch it. Which no offense, yeah. Fox, I don't care if you lose money on that one screening. Not asked. Uh, I just want to <laughs> watch the film and uh, and not have people in the screening. Yeah. But and I think with Death on the Nile, I think if there is anybody in there, it's going to be old people in it. Yeah. So they're not too bad because they generally no. just sit down and shut up and, and watch film. It's just when like people with the mobile phones and oh yeah, you know, you noisy know, it, food eaters and whatnot if, are in if there. If it's pensioners, you're fine, except for you know the the wrinkling of uh, the mint imperial package. Yes, and the smelling of urine, you know that sort of thing. It's never <laughs> never fun, is it? But that's our plan, sort of on the 11th of February, I think. But to me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to say it. I still prefer the home cinema set up no i do yeah we yeah we kind of sat down for the family film on saturday and um we finally got around to watching one that we'd all been quite excited about seeing which was the new disney film uh encanto yep um and um i'd rejigged the projector which gave me an even bigger screen than usual yep and I stuck it on again, you know, with the sound bar because, you know, you'd convinced me that that was a worthwhile upgrade, Um, you know, and I sat and watched that movie and I was just so content, so happy that I didn't have to um, share the cinema with a a, a granny wrestling, um, you know, (laughs) wrestling with an opal fruit packet or, um, you know, or like you say, kids on mobile phones kids sitting next to you kissing each other you know seats that have been half burnt by idiots who were in there previously and the many other joys that you can have at the cinema yeah um and yeah i was just content and thought you know this is the life and i'll tell you something as a purchase for the family the projector is one of the best buys we've ever had we get yeah. so much use out of it and it doesn't weigh in it it's not like oh well we've we've watched it for six months now we're bored of the projector we'll put no, it back in its all. box it just stays out and gets used constantly i cannot remember the last time that i mean i've watched films on like my pc monitor and you know screeners and i've watched films in the bedroom tv and stuff mm-hmm. but i can't remember the last time that annette and i sat down and watched a film together on the television yeah and we make it like an event as i know you do yeah it's like uh, i've done it tonight just i think the film that i'll get onto we what we finished it about quarter to eight because it's like right i really want to watch it because this is a great thing about winter mm-hmm. it goes dark about four o'clock yeah or five o'clock or whatever it's great summertime sucks because it <laughs> sometimes doesn't go dark till about half eight nine o'clock and i always make sure that my projector thing switched off by 11 because yeah. as much as I don't like next door neighbours and they don't give a shit about us, it's like I stay within the legal limits of the noise mm-hmm. limits and stuff. But um, so we're just getting all our viewings in on the winter <laughs> and, <laughs> and stuff. Everything else we watch on the TV, so things we record off the television, documentaries, episodes of TV shows and stuff. We we mm-hmm. do that, but movies are always on the projector with the sound bar and stuff like that. I keep looking at a sound bar going, maybe I'll upgrade. Because the one I've got, I think, cost me about 60 quid maybe seven years ago. So I'm sure the technology is a lot better now. I, I, but, but again, ours is really cheap one. Yeah. But we're, we're happy with it. You yeah. know, it's just, it, it does what it needs to do and it sounds good. I think the only way I, I, I'd spend more money is if I was getting kind of like a, a true surround sound system. 
Yeah. You know, if, if yeah. I was kind of upgrading, you know, let's let's get you know Dolby DTS or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah. But I think to be fair, I've had Dolby surround sounds and they're great. But mm-hmm. you do tend to get a bit bored with them because the problem with some of the surround sound kits are when the dialogue's on, you go, oh, turn it up, turn it up, I can't yep. quite hear it. And then when the gunfire starts going off, you're like, turn it down, turn it down. Turn it down. <laughs> so I used to just constantly sit there with a the remote control going up there and, up, and it's like that takes you away from a bit of the viewing experience. Yeah. So that's why I ended up just getting the sound bar. It's like, mm-hmm. sod it, let's just make it one thing. But I can control the volume from the remote control on the projector. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, works. me too. Like up, down, early. it's perfect. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's great. It was an accidental purchase, the projector, but it's one of the best purchases I've had. And I've sort <laughs> of said to Annette, I said this is probably one of the only gadgets that if it blew up, I would instantly go out and get another one. Yeah, I, I see the uh, you know deals pop up every now and again on projectors, and I'm, I always have a look. Yeah. I'm like, what What you got an offer? Oh, 4K, how much is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, but, let's move on. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I think the one I've got at the minute is 1080p. Yeah, same here. But it's fine. Yeah, you, do, you, you honestly don't notice because you're not sitting right next to your wall. No. You know, you, you want to be able to see the whole picture, so you do sit back. I mean, we are, we, I've, we, the one we've watched tonight was from a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So, but to me, the best sort of projection quality you get is from your digital. It is mm-hmm. from your, you know, I have a Roku box collected to connected yeah. to mine, and that works better. So if it's yeah. on if it's on Netflix or Shudder or or Disney or something, and that's why a lot of the times I'll just rent a film off Prime mm-hmm. for like three quid. It's like, well, I know I'm going to get slightly better picture quality. I but totally it, agree with you. But even the Blu-rays are fine. Even DVDs are fine. And that's downstairs now watching an episode of Poirot. Book on on the projector wall. Normally she watches it on the TV, but I thought, well, mm-hmm. I've got to go upstairs and start recording in ten fifteen minutes, and we're going to be watching a film again at half nine. Do I yeah. really need to spin the couch around, or how do you fancy watching Poirot on the projector? She's like, all right, so she's loving it, and it looks fine. This is mm-hmm. from like twenty years ago from ITV. Yeah, still looks good. It's uh, you know a, a wonderful thing, a projector, and you know I still if if listeners haven't got one and you can spare a couple of hundred quid well it was you and sean o'banion that put me onto the projectors and he's just upgraded his equipment i believe so you know he can show off insanely but uh but i remember looking at him at the time and i know he had one and you had one and then i thought sod it right well i'm gonna get (laughs) i'm gonna get one i'm sure sean's setup would put both of ours to shame but you know but we don't care we love our little projectors they exactly. are absolutely amazing. But it all depends whether you've got the room set up. It does. And not everybody does. Um, I would love to be able to set the projector up because they're so stupidly portable. Yeah. They're insane. You could actually put one in your pocket and go go out and then come back mm-hmm. in again. Um, mm-hmm. You couldn't plug it in or whatever. but uh, So you could do that. But I would love to be able to have one in the bedroom as well. But I just mm-hmm. don't – I don't have blank walls in the bedroom there's always a poster or a tv screen or something in the way so it's the the living room all the way for me that's why we're lucky because we started in the living room but it got moved upstairs to the bedroom and there's um kind of a, a little um kind of set of drawers in the very corner of the room and it now sits there permanently in its position um it's all set up to do that kind of um skewing thing where i forgot what it's called where you can kind of skew it 
to make it work from the corner of your room rather than having to be directly. Oh wow! Can you do that with? I can't do that with. Yeah. Mine. No, mine. Mine's got to be, you know, pointing at the wall. That's why I've got. I ended up going out and buying a speaker stand, ah. which I have the projector standing on in the living room just to get the height right. So then, whenever I'm doing it, I just sort of pull. I have to pull the speaker stand out into the room to to make sure it's not bounced off the ceiling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mine's got limited skewing uh, capabilities. Oh, this, this you can literally stick it anywhere, and as long as you've got the time to kind of calibrate it, yeah, you have kind of a perfectly straight picture. So that's what it does. It sits in the very corner of the room on this um, chest of drawers, pointing at the wall, and then when we need it, just press the power button and on it, on it comes. When I need mine, I've got to spin the couch around, <laughs> bring out the speaker stand, drag the speaker stand out, run the cable round the room into the soundbar, which is currently on top of the radiator, uh, and, and do that. So. We, you know, I, I suppose this this is added cost to the setup, but um, when we moved it upstairs, we bought these, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, they're like foam wedges you can get yourself for if you're kind of sitting up in bed reading a book. Okay. Um, and they're quite big foam wedges. So we bought three of those, one one each. And um, when it's moving out, because the wall it's projected on is to the side of the bed. Yeah. On the bed, on on one side, gets these three wedges gets put on there with a pillow on each one of them, and you kind of sit there in like a a reclined position as if you're in IMAX with your feet up because you're on the bed anyway. Okay. Um, and, and kind of sit and watch, and it is amazing. Nice. I'll have to investigate those. Yeah. You'll experience it one day, Stuart. When uh, I will. when COVID uh, is long behind us, and um, we, uh, we allow actually, people into the house, we can actually travel again. Yeah, <laughs> it would be amazing. So, but is that it for your movies that you've watched this week? That's this week's. Yeah, I've okay. still got more from next week, but I can talk about them from nice. last week. But it doesn't matter; they can be talked about anytime. Well, I sat down last week, and after having a conversation with Annette, and then she sort of announced that she'd never seen the film The Departed. Uh, We sat down and watched that. It was on, which streaming platform was it? It was either Amazon or Netflix. can't remember which. Mm -hmm. I think it was Amazon Prime it was on. So thankfully I didn't have to rent that. But the 2003 film starring Martin Scorsese, well, not starring Martin Scorsese. I can't speak anymore. Do you ever find that? Well, you got, (laughs) my brain just does not engage with my gob anymore. Um, So it directed by Martin Scorsese. I'm sure he's in it somewhere, like a shadow or something. But it stars Jack Nicholson, Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, Matt Damon. So it's not a bad cast list, and obviously a whole no. bunch of other people as well. It, it, have you ever seen The Departed? I haven't. Okay. It is about a gangster that goes undercover in the police mm-hmm. so he can tell his gangster mates what's going on. It is also about a police officer who goes undercover in the gang and neither know <laughs> about each other and you've got Jack Nicholson as the crime boss you've also got Ray Winston in there I forgot old Ray Winston but it's a wonderful film it's a remake of an Asian film called Infernal Affairs which mm-hmm. is very very good uh, but yeah we, we sat and watched The Departed and that was absolutely just great so I'd highly recommend watching The Departed we also great. watched this film from 1945 let's say this is the year of just watching random shit everywhere <laughs> i don't feel the need to go oh this is out this week i need to watch it it doesn't yeah. i don't really get any pleasure doing that anymore um 
and it is called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Okay. And Annette did this weird thing, and she's 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 reading six books on the go at the minute. How does that even? What like kind of tonight? I'm going to read a few chapters of this yeah. one, then tomorrow a yeah. few chapters. Why is that even legal? I don't know. I've got no idea. Why is it legal, and how is it even possible? Are <laughs> the two questions that I really would like answers to? I struggle to read one. You know, just just like Annette. Nicole is a bookworm. I'm not joking. Last year, I think she beat me on the number of books she read compared to films. And my, fi- I think I, I watch more films than you. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. I, I don't know how. She, she's one of those people either. who can like kind of. She starts reading a book. You know, I've just got a new book. Okay. Uh, you know, a couple of hours later, finish my book. What? I used to be like that. You know, like the standard size paperbacks. Yeah. I used to, as a kid, be able to go through one of those in about two hours. Mm-hmm. I can't do that now. I've probably read, I think last year, maybe read like five books. Mm-hmm. And that was a busy year for me. That was busier than the previous year. Uh, this year, I'm still on the same one that I started in November. Yeah. And I'm on chapter four. So, you know, I'm too quiet <laughs> because well, films and everything else just gobbles up the time. But uh, Well, the new thing Nicole's doing um, is she'll read... Then when she doesn't want to read anymore, yeah, she games on the Switch. Okay. But whilst gaming on the Switch, she listens to an audio book. Oh, I can't do that. No. Yeah. So so she's constantly kind of dipping in and out of either audio book and gaming or another book she's reading. <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> if I'm reading, I have to have total silence. <laughs> yeah. I can't even put instrumental music on because I, I will. Oh, listen, to, that's why I struggle to read because mm-hmm. I don't often have the, the total silence, quiet time to yep. be able to read. But that's not to say I'm not enjoying the book I'm reading. I am. It just, I don't know, I think it's me getting out of the habit of reading and I wish I could get back into it because I'm pretty sure reading is more relaxing than watching lots of films. Yeah, you know, this is not a good thing to say on a film podcast, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's reading like six books at the time. So she's juggling some Stephen King ones. Mm-hmm. She's reading Hearts in Atlantis at the minute. She's juggling a Joe Nesbo book because she's working her way through those series. She is reading Agatha Christie stories, and then she's one of them is like a random author that she'll just click on the Kindle and go, "I'll just read that one," and she reads like the first or second paragraph, for, you know, first couple of paragraphs. If it grips her, she'll carry on. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, she bails out. Um, yep. One of the books that she was reading, and I've forgotten who the author is, but it's called A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so she was chatting to me and telling me, it's really good, it's a really good story. I think it's like written in the 30s or something. And she was telling me it was about this family in in Brooklyn, funnily enough. And it's a poverty sort of book, so they're you know, trying to survive and all this sort of stuff. And I, I like to go on and find out if there's a movie. Mm-hmm. So I found out that there was a film released in 1945 of this thing, and she got all excited. Oh, my God. So I bought the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and we sat down, and we watched that on the projector, and it's just like I love watching old films on the projector. Mm-hmm. There's something extra special about those ones, where it's a you know, big old black and white film on the projector. And it's it's good. It's um, it's just a, it's a different world, isn't it, where there's kids in it who are 12, and you're, like, well, you're going to have to go and get a job now. You're like, what? Just yeah. 12, <laughs> for God's sake. But it was, it was it was a good film. I enjoyed it. So it was all right. Uh, the one we've watched tonight is a Japanese film called Audition by okay. by a guy called Takeshi Miike. So thanks to Chris of the Bind Torture Cast for the pronunciation of that, because I would never have known. I'd have probably <laughs> called him Takeshi Mike um, if I'd not have heard 
Chris pronouncing his name on the podcast a few times, but I've seen Audition before and it's one of the Arrow ones. So we're working our way through the Arrow Blu-rays that I own mm-hmm. in alphabetical order. Tonight was Audition. Tomorrow night is Battle Royale 2. Woo! So I'm looking forward to watching that one here. The extended cut, which is like two hours and 35 minutes or something. Um, but that that will drop onto Shudder. So we we had a conversation about that, haven't we? Battle we Royale did. 2, Shudder, February at some point. So Audition is kind of like a Japanese version of Fatal Attraction. Okay. Um, but there's, there's a lot more cheese wire and a lot more people getting stabbed in the eyeballs with needles in, in Audition. But it's good. It's 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 a good film. It's, I don't know if I would go, Rob, you need to watch this. You need to sit down with your family and watch this on a movie night. But uh, if you like sort of Japanese and, you know, sort of subtitled films and stuff, Audition's a cracking movie. Mm-hmm. It's really But it's brutal because, mm-hmm. you know, the whole cheese wire thing. Yeah, you get to see what's going on. But it's, it's the, the basic pitch of it is you've got a sort of middle-aged guy whose wife has passed away a few years later. He's a bit lonely, so he's chatting to his work colleague, and he's like, I, I, I kind of I like to get married again, to be fair. Like, well, why don't you? Like, I can't really meet women. Well, I know what we'll do. We will set up a fake audition for this movie, and you can interview all the women. And if you find one you like, then, you know, there you go. So that's, <laughs> that's where the title audition comes into it. And he finds one he really, really likes, and he says to her, he's like, look, I don't think the film's going to happen. But I really like you, so let's have lunch. And uh, let's just say she's a few egg rolls short of a meal. She's a little bit nuts, <laughs> hence the cheese wire and, and the pins. But, Lovely. But that was the film we watched tonight on the big screen, uh, and it finished about quarter to eight. So <laughs> uh, It's weird when you're watching something in a certain order, you kind of look at one, you're like, oh, oh I really want to watch it. But you've got to do it Yeah, because it's the order. So I was sort of getting Audition out of the way because I really want to watch Battle Royale 2 tomorrow night. But Because <laughs> Audition I've seen a few times over the years. But it's very, very good. Um, and I think movie-wise, that's all I've watched. I've been watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we chatted about 24. I'd finished 24 Legacy, which was mm-hmm. great. I'm really tempted to go back and watch some of the other seasons of 24. And I may well do because, I'm God, I miss that show. Uh, on i on ITV, I think it is. There's a TV show called Trigger Point, which is starring Vicky McClure, and it's all about bomb disposal. That's good. I've seen two episodes of that. It's all right. It's pretty good. Uh, Young Sheldon season one finished that. Very much enjoyed it. Do you know what what struck me though was because um, obviously the grown up Sheldon he does the voiceover, doesn't he? Jim Parsons he does, he does the voiceover. Yeah. And on the very last episode, he's doing a bit of a voiceover and he says something along the lines of, and I would do this one day with my own children. Yeah. And that gave me a little bit of goosebumps because you're like, what? You have children? It's like, why do I give a shit about a TV character? But it was quite nice to hear. It was. So he obviously, because there's no mention of kids in the Big Bang Theory, is there? No. I didn't think there was because it's a while since that finished. But uh, but that was... I'm I'm really enjoying Young Sheldon. I still still stand by the fact that Young Sheldon's my least favorite character, but he's quite funny. But I just like the supporting characters. Yeah, I think and they're hysterical. I do as well. I think yeah, I think they're great, and it's really interesting actually because as you go from season to season, and I'm not sure about one to two, but certainly from two to three, um, and kind of onwards, um, it's like 
how long was bef- like this be- between seasons? Because the, look at the kids, they've grown oh, up massively. That's the problem with these films, uh, Stranger Things, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I suspect that will be the case with young children. Hey, which one has shot up more then? Uh, just all of them? Well, well, yeah, all of them. I think young Sheldon stayed more like himself than any of them. Yeah. You know, Missy shut up. Um, Georgie, you know, in, in kind of the, the later episodes, you know what I mean? You see him kind of getting into, like, working out with um, um, <laughs> kind of dumbbells and everything. And you, like, look at his muscles and you go, he could got more muscles than me. You know how old is he supposed to be? That's crazy. But, I mean, it's still going, isn't it, young Sheldon? Yeah, they like I said, um, if, I'm sure it was a few weeks ago. They've um, commissioned like another three seasons. <laughs> Be like um, driving a car or something in season five or six, won't he? It's. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for anybody, because I looked at that show originally, and I'm like, I've no interest in seeing a spin-off of the Big Bang Theory. And I thought I was just bored one day, and I thought oh, I'll give it a go. And I'm so glad that I did because it is. Mm-hmm. So, so anybody who's like hesitated to watch it, just just watch at least two episodes because I think the first one it takes a little getting used just like the first episode of Big Bang Theory to be fair yeah Sheldon is not somebody you instantly warm to really as a human being (laughs) but you watch it for the surrounding characters and then you'll kind of get used to the the one I just watched where uh, Sheldon had he was getting annoyed by the noise in the fridge so he takes the fridge to bits and then he has to go get a paper round I was telling her that, I said I think I've just seen you on television, she's like what do you mean and I explained, she's like yeah that is me because she gets, she can't have the door open because we've got a little fridge upstairs and she can't hear that noise, it's like nope it'll drive out the wall, I'm surprised she's not taking it to bits so far but uh, but yeah so I finished that, I'm on to season 2 and I finished season 10 of ER. That's a rewatch. So I'm now on to season 11. There's 15 seasons of that show. Nice. I'm really enjoying rewatching that one again. And I've just started watching this show that's on Peacock. So if you've got access to Peacock, that's good. If you haven't, then tough. Uh, it's called The Lost Symbol, which is based on the Dan Brown book. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not got Tom Hanks in it like the movies do. But I don't know who's playing uh, Langdon in this one but it is a, it's a 10 episode series it's not going to be anymore because Paramount have cancelled it <laughs> so but ho- hopefully it doesn't end on a cliffhanger but Annette had read the book got very excited that we we're doing a TV show and uh, and we managed to get that and we're just I think Annette's bailed out on it though so yeah. I'll probably carry on watching that myself but if you like your Dan Brown stuff then check out The Lost Symbol you see I, I, I have fallen into that trap where um, you know, the the great example is Why the Last Man. Yeah. I was watching it every week and then found out that it had been cancelled. I don't think I've gone back and no, I continued. It was I like, oh, fair enough. My only thing with The Lost Symbol is because it's based on a book. Yeah. And it's just like a one-off book. I'm hoping that series one is the book. Yeah. So I read down the IMDb descriptions of it and it the last episode, it seemed to indicate that it felt like a finale. Yeah, I mean, bearing in mind I've not read the thing, so who knows? But I read it out to Annette, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. "Does that sound like the end?" She went, yeah, "It kind of does." So I'm hoping that the season one is a self-contained story. Yeah, uh, but no, I never went back and finished Why the Last Man. So one thing I did finish, hundred percent, and every single achievement point on it was Lego Jurassic Lego. World. <laughs> oh, nice! I finished work because work's just been weird this week. So night shift one was in the office. Uh, shift two, three, and four were at home. 
but because there was not a lot of work to do, because we've got that many people in and not much work to do, there was loads of early finishes. Mm-hmm. So the second night, does anybody want an early finish? I'm like, I'll have one. Because got, I've got holiday hours to use up. So it's like, fine. Because they renew in February. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I've got 20-odd hours left. I'll use one. So, uh, so I finished early. Shift three, got to finish early again. And I thought, well, I'm back in tonight. So I do not want to be going to sleep at like midnight. Yeah. So I'm going to stay up for a few hours. So I said to Annette, I said, right, you go sleep. You can sleep in the main bedroom where my office is because I'm not using it. I'm going to go downstairs a bit and watch a film. So I went downstairs and thought, I'll just play a bit of Lego. So I looked and I was on like 97% or something like that. I'm like, I'm just going to find a couple of mini kits. And then I think I'm finished. Looking at that, yeah, two mini kits and I'm done. So I found these two little mini kits and I'm like, why have I still not got 100%? Oh, shit, I've got two gold bricks I need to find. Let me find out where those are. So next thing I know, it was quarter past four in the morning. And I had 100%ed. The, the actual game. So I looked at the achievements. And I'm like, I've got one achievement. Right, I need to get a Velociraptor and score a goal in a football game. All right, I'll do that. So I did it, and it's like, oh, my God, I've just actually 100%ed a game. So I've finished it. So I uninstalled it because I've played it. Right. And then I've now started on two new LEGO games, uh, LEGO Dimensions, which is the one mm-hmm. where you put the figures on the, yeah. the, the thing. So I've started on that. And also LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens, which uh-huh. I got on the digital store for nine pounds, which is Very not good. bad because normally it's about forty-seven. Nice. So that's the two games I'm playing at the minute. But I was well chuffed, hundred percent in the game. It's, there's not many games that I have a hundred percented. What is it? I can't remember which Lego one uh, that me and Addy were playing, but we spent so many kind of months on that, and we got to a certain point where we just we lost on what to do when um, we moved on. Oh, Annette does that. She's currently on 94%, I think, of Lego The Incredibles, mm-hmm. which is a big game. And she's, she was starting to get bored. And I'm like, yeah. no, you can't, you're can't. you on 94%, for God's sake. You can't get bored. Because what she'll do, and she's done it a few times, is she'll get up to like 90-odd percent on a game, get bored, Six months later, she'll decide she wants to play that game again. And rather than continue from the 90-odd percent <laughs> one, she will start from zero. Yeah. Happened loads of times. And I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Because she's got like 15 Lego games that she's not finished. So it's like, no, you need to finish this. You're on 97% or 94%. You need to finish it. So, you know, before uh, we did this podcast, I just put it on. I'm like, right, go get some mini kits. And she did. And I'm like, right, now save it. Switch it off. But uh, she needs to start doing 100% stuff as well. <laughs> I have ordered for her, which comes out. Uh, it actually came out in November, but it was out of stock. But Zavi, okay. have, Zavi have got it coming back into stock. It's the Home Alone house in Lego. Ooh. So I, and I bet you it's got loads of tricks. and Probably. I will take pictures yeah. and stuff, but it's pretty hefty. But, uh, but I've ordered that for her. To, to come out that's like the 11th of February I believe so I'm like that'll be your Valentine's Day prison then. <laughs> um, so I've ordered that and then in April I think the the new Lego game comes out so it's the Skywalker Saga which is all nine Star Trek movie, Star Wars movies Wow! Um, I've, I'm going to get a copy of that for me and a copy of that for the Xbox as well so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely trying to get into gaming a bit more I love movies I love TV but I just I want to do a mix I don't yeah. want to get to the end of the year going, I've watched 300 films. I want to get to the end of the year going, I've finished video games, read books, and finished lots of TV shows. Mm-hmm. So that's my plan anyway. 
So what are you up to for the next few days? Anything um, exciting or not? Who knows? I might attempt another uh, movie marathon. Yep. Um, certainly tomorrow, I am looking forward to hugging a tree. Yes. Um, so I might send you a picture of me hugging I, a tree. I want at least one photo to prove that you've left your house. Okay. <laughs> yes. With with my wild garlic. Yes, and if I see a window frame in it, I'm going to be calling <laughs> calling bullshit on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, there's that. Um, who knows? Um, I'm getting to a point where uh, the sci-fi news site um, might get pinged over to you again for for a run through. Yeah. yeah. Um, to see what your thoughts are. Yep. Um, and that'll be nice if I can launch that in the next few weeks. It will. Because then once it's launched, then it's fun feeding it with content, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's that's what I'm doing. Gaming has been replaced with working on the sci-fi news site. Yeah, but that's productive, though, isn't it? It is. And and like I said, I can't game because the, the console that wasn't mine in the beginning has been stolen from me. Yeah. It's not right, is it? No. Not right at all. How, how can my child take her present back? I don't know. Well, just at the end of the month, just give her a bill for the electric. <laughs> and then a month after, I'm pretty sure she won't be doing as much gaming. Yeah, it's possibly idea. Possibly one option. Well, I'm going to go downstairs in a minute and try and watch some sort of like 90-minute movie. I don't know which one. I'm just in the mm-hmm. mood to just watch something on because I've still got the projector set up. Just got to go watch something daft, I think. Sounds good. But uh, but yeah, I've already got some films that we could chat about on the next episode. Uh, just as a pre-warning, the top 100 lists that mm-hmm. me, you and Stu Miller are working on, uh, he's finalised his list, I finalised mine. I think we've kind of come to the conclusion what we're going to do it once a month, mm-hmm. starting in March, so you've got a little bit of time, mm-hmm. is each month we will record at least one episode, mm-hmm. and on that one episode we will each go through 10 of our favourite films. Okay. Not necessarily in any order, so you could choose whatever you do, because Stu's theory is if we do that in December, it will be our final 10 mm-hmm. uh, choices. So that'll be something that we're going to do in March at some point. Sounds Which good. I think is a pretty good idea, actually. I wish I'd have come up with it, but I didn't, because, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but my list is done, although, to be fair, sometimes I look at a film and go, oof, that needs to be in my list. So it'll probably change up until mm-hmm. December. I can see mine changing already with some of the films I've watched in the past few months. Yes, number one film, Monster Hunter. I know, <laughs> I can predict. And a, a final shout-out to Abel, who passed his theory driving test. Yay! Uh, well done. So, you know. so, great, he can start giving you a lift uh, back home when you have to go into uh, work. Well, in theory he can do, because that's <laughs> the only test he's passed. So in theory he could give me a lift home every time I'm in the office. So, And yeah, I'm sure in theory you- he will say yes. Once you've done the theory, it's it's all uphill from there. It's all driving uh, yeah. driving lessons and shit then, isn't it? All, all three-point turns from there. Isn't it? Well, I don't even think they call them three-point turns anymore. Don't they? No, they Jeez. don't call them three. Cause you don't, I am old then. You don't have to do it in three. You just have to do it without touching the curb. <laughs> it's got some sort of stupid title like um, Parallel Parking Revert within i can't remember but it's three point turn is the damn sight easier title to uh to use but i'm pretty sure it's not called that well if you can do it in three it's damn sight easier than doing it in 100 as well i could do it three in a lego game 
I mean, you just have knocked down a lamppost or two or a few Oh, I own a Lego game. I can do it in one. I just, you know, plow down a load of pedestrians, flags and everything else. Yeah, same here. You get a lot of gold points and uh, yeah. and a red brick if you're lucky. But uh, you. but you enjoy your evening, Rob. You too. Thank you for the film recommendations. I'm going to rush off and watch Shadow of the Cloud or whatever it's called right now because it sounds oh. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, nope. uh, and I will chat to you very, very soon. Sounds good. You take right. care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.